0: Hey guys, welcome back to part 6 of Nonsense and Storytime. This is the conclusion to the uh, mini-series here on the Patreon. I hope you guys enjoy it. Sorry about that, we had technical difficulties real quick. I couldn't hear Oliver uh, for some of the recording, so I couldn't tell if it was working or if it was broken, whatever. Uh, But now we're back. Sorry for that quick hiccup. Um, But like we were talking about before in chapter uh, 43, we were talking about um, uh, with Trek and how Rex and Sly um, and My Chicago Sly hot dogs. How? I um I it wasn't a Chicago style hot dog I made it into Chicago style hot dog, however. So you can unmute yourself and now say you're sorry. Uh,
1: no, I'm not sorry. Why was the hot dog in water? You have that's to, how you... you
0: make hot dogs. What, what do you mean? That's how you does uh, it say that on
1: the packaging? No, you do yes. it in the microwave. No way. You no put way yours is... in the microwave? Yeah. Are you have
0: dead you, serious?
1: Have you never microwaved hot boiling
0: dogs? water. What? You boil your?
1: The... No, no, this can't be. That can't be a thing. You're, you gotta, you're bullcrapping me. No, so that's that... a thing. No, it's not. No, it's Kisses. not. It is. I don't trust. I don't. No, no way. Why would you? Why? What do? What do you get from that? You get water in your hot dog. You want it? No, like you hot don't. dog you water is it?
0: A you let it dry out. <laughs> you,
1: okay, Not so you have to freaking hang up your the hot way, dog you know to dry. Let's, like, let's move out.
0: on with chapter 44, okay?
1: Okay, speaking of hot dogs, um, when you put hot, when you're at a gas station, you put hot dogs on a little tray that uh, you could call a platform of sorts if you're looking from the um, hot dog's point of view. Anyway, yeah. You start with uh, chapter 44. Segue
0: into chapter 44 with platforms. (laughs) Alright. Chapter 44. (sighs) The platform uh, clacked to a halt. Just above Raven's head, the cables that had held the platform stopped moving. Raven had arrived at a dead end. In front of her, a window blocked her from getting inside of the building. I didn't put much thought into it earlier, but Raven now realized that window washers exited their platforms at the ground, not the top level. Raven was left with two options. She could wait wait it on the platform for the helicopter to arrive, which would land just a few stories up, or she could break the window in front of her, but that would draw unwanted attention from both down below and up top. There was no doubting that the fake SWAT team above her would hear it, and the creatures would come crawling up the sides of the building to her. She had her axe, so if the creatures made their way to her before the helicopter arrived, she could defend herself for a minute or two. This had its drawbacks, though, because the team up above would most likely hear her, too. Besides, there was nothing she could do to stop the cloud of mist. Raven risked a a quick glance upward, then another one downward. The misty glass and the creatures were about 80 feet away by now, and closing the gap quickly. There was no way that the the chopper would show up in time before the creatures arrived. Raven had to make a decision, and fast. A hard thudding noise resonated from below. It sounded like something was being hit with a solid yet thin metal object. But the object that was being broken was vibrating after each hit. Duncan and Will turned toward Jasper. The noise came up again. What was that? asked Will. It came again. Check that crap out, Duncan ordered. Jasper walked back over to the ledge that he had been at before, gazing down the edge, hoping that the creatures weren't the source of the noise. They had risen to this level that quickly, then they would certainly make their way to the top of the building. Then they would certainly make their way to the top of the building quickly. I think that was a mistype, but.
1: um Evan, you really wanna you really wanna start no, that. Not, not, not,
0: not. Okay. The thud came one more time as Jasper neared the ledge, followed by the sound of a window shattering. Jasper saw what was even worse than he had imagined. Instead of several creatures smashing their way through a window. Jasper saw a person-sized hole in the glass just three per- floors below, next to the window washing platform. Raven had arrived. She had gotten through. She was coming. Ooh, Raven's gonna throw hands.
1: Oh, yeah. She, yeah. And that grenade she has. I'm kidding. Oh, that's Every right. Every No.
0: Are you spoiling it?
1: No, she doesn't have it. No. Am I? I don't know. I don't remember. That's <laughs> That's the perks of this. I get to relive the whole thing btsd and all it's great
0: so well there's nothing too much to talk about that one so i said we move on to 45
1: yeah unlike your chapters you pretty much get it all from my chapters like you yeah, don't have you any really, questions at really, the. you end.
0: know what you know what you can continue
1: i love roasting you edmund you're great anyway speaking of great alexander the great alexander is a name um that ends with an ex just like the name rex there we go, smooth.
0: That's a beautiful transition.
1: Uh okay. Chapter what is this, forty-five? Yes. Chapter forty-five. When Trek and Rex Ooh, Trek and Rex checks mix. When Trek and Oh boy. Ooh, I'm gonna have trouble here. When Trek and Rex reached the store that he had decided to leave with Kai. Okay, that's a sentence. There's a period. Man, okay. They walked in, and Rex immediately walked over to Kai. She was laying down by the by the fire, covered in a sleeping bag. He bent down and touched her arm. She turned around. Hey. 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 I, I think we should leave tonight. Try to get out of NY. She hesitated before talking. Okay. We'll have to find a working car first. Rex nodded. Okay, we'll wait until night. Kai nodded and laid turned over again, facing the warm, crackling fire. Rex slowly opened his eyes and looked at his watch. It was 2238. He woke up Kai and together they grabbed his stuff. The fire lit up the dark room barely. They began to walk towards the exit and twisted the knob. And just where do you think you're going? said Trek, standing in the corner. Rex noticed he was still holding his shotgun. We're leaving, and we're going to get out of New York. No, I already told you, it's safe here. Whatever, goodbye. Trek lifted the gun and aimed at the door. You open that door and I'll shoot you. Trek, calm down, just let us leave. No! Rex quickly slung open the door and ran out, pulling Kai with him. A loud bang went off and nearly missed Kai's arm. As they ran outside, Trek followed and took another shot, but missed as Kai and Rex ran, trying car handles. Rex stopped in front of a car and checked the handle. It opened. He bent inside and looked for the keyhole. There was a pair of keys hanging. Kai, over here! He yelled, getting up and closing the door shut. Another couple of shots exploded from Trek's gun. One hit the window of the car of Rex the car of Rex. Rex felt as the glass dug into his face. Kai jumped into the passenger seat and Rex drove off, aiming for Trek. The front of the car slammed Trek into the stone wall, followed by a loud crack. His body fell limp to the ground and his hand fell off the gun. Rex backed up and drove down the road, avoiding abandoned cars on the way. I did not know that Trek died. Trek dies, bro. Dang, dude. I, was like, I oh, know,
0: it's bad.
1: Crazy old comic relief. And then you're like, nope, he doesn't get to just disappear. He, he he gets hit by a car.
0: Yeah, bro. But then again, he thinks it's aliens, so.
1: Yeah. Let the man think it's aliens. He's doing great for himself, man. He's surviving. He's immune.
0: I guess. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. the chosen one. <laughs> His actual name's Yoda.
1: Oh, yeah. Huh, chosen. Okay.
0: let's get into the fight scene with uh raven i can't wait to read that one
1: well i don't know if this is quite oh yeah well yeah there's gonna be some yeah all right your chapter not much to talk about there
0: Let's go. yeah my chapter i mean i mean what trek dies they escape they're now going out of new york um which we do follow up with them later so let's get to 46 yeah we do i
1: was about to ask that and like uh, just leave from the story but all right no no no, yeah
0: we follow up with them they're actually i think for the rest of the book after raven
1: I I ship it. That's all I'm gonna say, dude. For real, I mean, yeah.
0: That's when I was attempting when I wrote those. And
1: they they had They they got that strong tension there. They These do for the the, a whole like few hours. Just two humans trying to survive, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the two hours they'd known each other.
0: Wait till you see the. Hmm. Huh? I can't. I'm not gonna say it. Pardon. Just so wait till you see what happens. Come, Was that school managers. appropriate?
1: Is, are, are a, no,
0: no, 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 not that thing. Not that thing. Not, not, not. No, no. I'm talking about like a, a plot well, twist. Well, I don't know what you
1: think I'm thinking, but I'm, I'm talking thinking about plot twist. I'm one plot
0: twist. Okay. Chapter forty-six plot twist connects to MP fives, which is a gun. Uh, a gun can be a plot twist if you hold it up to somebody twist, when they're not expecting bullets, it. Twist, twist midair. Boom! Got it. Exactly. Beautiful. All right. Forty-six. Will aimed his MP5 around the corner. At any minute, he expected a spike-ridden arm to reach out of the darkness to cut his face open. His whole body shuddered at the thought. He rounded the bend, coming to the edge of the cubicle. He was nearing the windows with one of the amongst them that had been shattered from the outside. After a slow and cautious walk, he arrived at the windows. Glass lay sh- uh, strewn all about on the floor at the base of the hole, much like he'd expected. What Will hadn't expected, however, was the window-washing platform that was on the other side of the hole. Why was it here? He stepped through the hole, shakily, standing on the platform. He could make out a bit of crusted blood on the floor of it. There was no other traces as to tell him why it was there. Suddenly, he got his answer. A firm yet familiar female voice came from the room behind him. Drop the gun. Will turned, startled, just as the blade of the paper cutter sank into the flesh of his shoulder. He screamed, clutching his MP5 so hard that it fired several rounds off into the side, cutting through one of the suspension cables that held the platform up. Raven pulled the bloody blade out and Will collapsed to his knees, still holding the gun. He raised it again, trying to aim at Raven. Raven, though, quickly, swinging uh, her crude axe at another one of the suspension cables. The blade didn't even go halfway in, but it was enough. Under the weight of a man, a gun, and a Kevlar vest... And a SWAT uniform. The three remaining cables snapped. The platform fell, bringing Will with it. Raven backed away from the edge, breathing heavily and still clutching her blood-soaked blade. Holy smokes, she just murdered a man.
1: Dang. Dang. Is I mean, it going to go even crazier? To be fair, he did kick her through a window. He, he did, yeah.
0: He did. I guess he had it coming.
1: I think it does go further, because you're sort of getting to the like literal top-of-the-building boss fight. We're
0: at the, like the climax of the story now, aren't we? Are we at the...
1: Like, yeah, pretty much the climax of Raven's story, at least. Dude, our
0: climax is literally, like, I think... I believe our climax is, like, two chapters. (laughs) And then it goes immediately falling action.
1: Well, yeah, when you think about it, when you... This is an issue I have with, Wait, no,
0: no, this is our falling action. Because our our main, like, climax was that, that big fight with all the, like, the ICC's surrounding Sly, Jim, um remember that when they were like standing on top of the cars, shooting them with like throwing grenades and like trying to keep them back
1: well can you really say that's a climax because with so many characters it's like this is sort of raven's climb like yeah, the climax yeah, of her right. story i think each
0: character really has their own climax right yeah, yeah.
1: that's how that works so many of your characters have died <laughs> and, and, this and this is, is set. just the start that that dark dark chapter three three like Jim Josh Sly yeah. holy moly
0: one got disabled <laughs> yeah and then he's yeah. standing in front of Rex
1: paralyzed and then it was like all right I'm standing back like, up wait was that Sly or was that Josh
0: oh no no that
1: okay no, but it was, hold on. it was Sly no I think it was Josh but Sly it doesn't Sly. do much better because he was grabbed by the throat and shot three bullets into a monster's face and then <laughs> yeah. fell like or maybe that was Jim. I don't know. They all they died. all died
0: in a cool way, though. I made sure of that.
1: Yeah, cool ish. I mean, one guy got paralyzed and then just like slowly murdered.
0: So, are you so... are you saying paralyzed people aren't cool?
1: You know what? Yeah.
0: Wow. Ableist much?
1: Um, they're cool if they, if do, they do cool we... things. <laughs> But if they if they sit there and they complain about it, man, if they're if you're Stephen Hawking, okay, Stephen Hawking's not cool. He's a nerd, dude. Podcast. I'm
0: not trying to huh? get canceled.
1: Hey, okay, who's gonna cancel you? Cancel okay, right. me. My Twitter is uh at Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Come fight me. Uh I live in and LA. Mine is at, um, Kevin, at
0: Hart. Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart.
1: Yep. yep. There you go. Yep. I feel like that's accurate given our sizes. And
0: because we don't have any video podcasts, they won't know if i'm telling the truth or not
1: exactly there's yeah no way to check it him. just just make sure to put those in the definitely. plugs and stuff like yeah, in the yeah. i'll put it
0: in the description below of kevin Hart's and dwayne the rock johnson good man our, oh, yeah. our twitters our twitter yeah no yeah, yeah not other people speaking of twitters <laughs> uh, a, a bird now uh, tweets mm-hmm. which is the mascot of twitter right mm-hmm. and birds live in new york city and this takes place in new york city but they also live in vermont which this next chapter takes place in vermont
1: I think we have to fact check that. I don't know if birds actually live in Vermont. Can. Can. Really? It's Ken? Yes, okay, yes. it's Ken for the book. Okay, we don't have to a bit Sorry. Stop
0: holding your mic as
1: well. I'm not holding... I, hey, hands free.
0: No, I saw it. was crossing I my it. arms. I was doing mm-hmm. this. I was okay. not... Like, mm, okay.
1: I'm trying to strangle my mic sometimes.
0: You ever heard how the, like, the earth has a hum? You have a hum. Every time you like get near the mic, I just hear a... Mm.
1: I think it's sort of my elbows are... They're touching the table, which is touching the mic, so, you know. Don't
0: do that. that that's loud. It sounds oh, like okay. from a fine video or something. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm looking at the sound waves, yeesh. All right. Okay, don't do that. Let's, uh, let's continue. 47. I want you to keep your ears, so. Yeah, speaking of Vermont. 47. Speaking of Vermont. Go, go, go. Wait, did I read or did you read? I'm reading. All right. Rex reached Vermont nearly as the sun raised, stopping at a couple of gas stations along the way. The total drive took about six hours, and Rex had not removed his mask out of fear of turning. But after realizing that Kaya wasn't turned and didn't have a mask, so Rex flipped off his mask and thought out and threw and ripped off his mask and threw the out threw out of the moving car got a, oh got get get a fresh breath breath. <laughs> so- of all your sentences. <laughs> okay, okay. No, let me, I'm reading the whole
0: thing. Let me translate. No, no, I'm reading so, the
1: whole thing first. Then. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. The total drive took about six hours. Rex had not removed his mask out of fear of turning, but after realizing that Kai hadn't turned and didn't have a mask, so Rex ripped off his mask and threw out of the moving car get a fresh breath. breath. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
0: Get a fresh breath, breath.
1: Get a fresh breath, breath. Dude, that's a good motto. Continue, continue. Weren't you going to translate? Okay. I think they get the gist. I read they the, get the gist. Place. Um, He looked over at Kai. She had drifted off and was now fast asleep. After driving for a couple of more hours, he came across an empty motel. He decided to stop and rest for the rest of the day. After parking, he carried Kai to the unlocked room and laid her down on the bed. And went to lay down on the couch. He closed his eyes trying to get some shut eye. After an hour, he finally knocked out. Uh, okay. Knocked out. I don't think I've heard that, refer- like, going to sleep. Unless you get.
0: You've there. never heard somebody say they got knocked out. Well, I knocked out.
1: Unless they got, like, hit by a. <laughs> like, in the head with a brick. I don't know.
0: Why I would say that. It's like, man, I knocked out. No. I think that's just you. Okay. Don't heard other places. Anyway, let's continue. This
1: for the one listener that is listening to decide. It's so it's fifty fifty. Anyway, there's no in between here. Anyway, um. Rex woke up after fe- hearing footsteps. He opened his eyes and saw Kai walk up to the window and look out. He got up and stood next to her. "You're up," she said. "Yeah, we'll keep driving tomorrow." "Or no, you're up," she said. "Yeah, we'll keep driving tomorrow." You don't want to start today? Uh, if you want, but I don't think I can drive anymore. That's fine. You can sleep while I drive. He nodded. They both walked out to the car and Rex got in the back and laid down. Kai got in the front and turned on the car and backed out of the parking lot and drove out onto the road. Real mouthful these sentences are. Uh, Kai reached over behind and shook Rex awake. He woke up and sat up. He looked through the windshield to see the military vehicles evacuating civilians. I drove into this town and saw this. Thought I should wake you. He nodded and got out to talk to the evacuators. One of the evacuation group members noticed Rex and walked over to to meet him. Sir, this is an evacuation attempt. Please leave your car and climb into one of the trucks. Where are you taking them? We're taking them to Greenland. There will be a plane to pick up too Virus is spreading slower in cl- in cold climates. Rex looked behind him at Kai and back to the guy. We'll come with you. Rex ran over to the back of the car and explained everything to Kai. She got out together they wa she got out and together they walked to the military truck. They climbed onto it and sat down in the benches after the last civilians were transferred into the truck. The vehicle began to start up. Five other trucks just the same followed behind closely. Rex and Kai were squished together, their elbows digging into one another. The bumps on the road made many of the other people sick. One threw up over the side. Rex and Kai began to drift off into sleep once again, their heads leaning against the side of the truck. A loud roaring noise woke up Rex and Kai. Rex stood up and looked over the top of the truck. Not too far ahead was a heliplane. It was a plane pickup that they were talking about, thought Rex. He went back and sat down, waiting to reach the plane. The truck shook as it braked. Some men came out and opened the door and let everyone out. He yelled to go into the plane. Rex grabbed Kai and pulled her out of the truck. The plane was light gray, like a V twenty it was an it was a V twenty two Osprey. Military people were leading people to the entrance and sitting them down on the benches inside. A short announcement was made where the bathroom was both in about where the bathroom was, in both English and Spanish. Then everyone was handed a water bottle. No one was informed of how long the flight would be, but from the talk about the bathrooms and water bottles, Rex could tell it would be a long one. Rex was awoken by shouting. He opened his eyes and saw one of the men, presumably one of the pilots, up against the wall, pointing a gun at something behind a wall. What walked out from behind the wall was an ICC, but looked different. It didn't have spikes, nor was it blindly white. It was light gray with a regular human body, and it was walking slowly towards the man. Rex stood up quickly and reached for his gun. Before he could pull it out, the man shot the ICC square in the head, and the ICC fell forward and was motionless. The man breathed out and slid down to the ground. Rex walked over to him and began asking questions. That was the other pilot, wasn't it? Or no, i gonna take that one again. That was the other pilot, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, he, he was fine. And then all of a sudden he just started coughing and then he started choking and then blood started coming out. Then Rex cut him off by resting his hand on his shoulder. Can you still fly this plane by yourself? The man nodded and stood up and walked to the cockpit, saying nothing else. When Rex looked behind him, he noticed that everyone else was now awake and looking at the dead body on the ground. Rex bent over and dragged the body out of view. He walked over to where he was sitting and sat down. To where he was sitting and sat down. He leaned his back and he leaned his back and kept his eyes open. He breathed in deeply and let out a small breath of air. He then closed his eyes slowly and let the exhaustion take him.
0: Yeah. Okay. So my typing has a lot of flaws, obviously.
1: Couple, couple, a
0: couple, but th- it's still understandable. It's yeah, it's legible. I mean, it's barely, but it's still there.
1: It's like deciphering a code. It's, it's a fun little mini game in the middle of the reading. It is a mini know? game.
0: I love mini games. Exactly. My, you know what my favorite game is? My favorite mini game. What? Uh crap, what's it called? The one where you throw balls in, like, the arcades, and it goes in, like, to the holes with, like, 10 points, 20 points, 30 points. Foosball, I think it's called? No, not foosball. Um,
1: It's definitely not foosball.
0: No, no um, not foosball. Um, is it the
1: basketball one?
0: No, 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 that's a different one. This one's, like, um...
1: You throw the balls. You mean pinball?
0: No. Arcade ball game. Hold on.
1: I feel like you're gonna get a lot of pinball.
0: Um, it's called... That's pinball. Kind
1: of... Ski ball. Ski ball. I don't think I've heard of it.
0: I like ski ball. It's the one where, like, you roll a white ball, like, up this ramp thing, and you have to make it into, like, the points things to get, like, tickets.
1: Okay. You... Oh, okay. I feel like I know what you're talking about. You, like, push it, and it rolls up, and it has to get a certain... Right. Yeah.
0: It's pretty fun. I like that one.
1: I remember there was a... I think it was... It was at a roller rink. It was at um a... Yeah. It was... There was, like, a mini arcade... Shoot, where was it? It's like a rollerblade uh, brink, sort of pretty close. To, it's very local. I don't know if you know what the name of it is. I don't. Uh, But they had a um little arcade there. There was a game right. where it basically you press a button, and then there's a bunch of rotating holes, and the ball drops, and it uh, bounces or it goes into one of the oh, holes. Oh, I
0: know that one. I know that one. Yep.
1: So I came up, and I had no idea how to play or anything. And uh, I think it was my brother's birthday party or something. And so they, um, I don't know why, but out of the kindness of their heart, they gave me some tickets to play or whatever, some coins to put in. And I put them in and then just sort of slapped the button. And then immediately it didn't even bounce. It just sort of went down and fell straight in a direct line and went straight into the jackpot. So that was <laughs> like 5,000 tickets or something or 500. I don't, I don't know. But people had to. Take turns sitting there, waiting for all the tickets to come out, so that no one would <laughs> come by and steal them. It was great. I don't know, highlight of my life, probably. Sadly, Damn. but yeah, that's, I don't know.
0: That, yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of sad if that's like the highlight of your life.
1: Well, but anyways, hey man, five hundred or five thousand tickets. tickets. Oh yeah.
0: Hey man, five thousand tickets. That's something.
1: Hey, certainly something. Yeah, that's something. But then they gave me more coins, and then I was just useless. I couldn't do anything else. That was just pure. You know budget. what else is something? Yeah. Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. Duncan. Something, man. That's it. No other yeah. something. Nothing else add to that transition. That's perfect. That's a That's great flawless. transition,
0: dude. These transitions Duncan. have been like a list. Holy smokes.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It we gotta have some movie studios like or some like pro writers like oh, rent us see. out as like for editing and continuity and stuff. We exactly. have this all in the bag. Amen. The exactly. Masters of storytelling. Bingo. Spitting the words into a web of uh true fiction mm-hmm. that digs into your heart and makes you feel again
0: you know what also digs into I your know. heart and is true fiction
1: i think we Arbolik. already did it okay yeah I'll, I'll read okay i get it i'll read it why not? it's for your turn yeah. it's my turn duncan you ready why are you delaying so between... long edmund just read so, I'm it
0: am sorry, sorry sorry the final fight between raven and
1: duncan hopefully well, we don't actually, i don't yet. know i don't yeah.
0: know for sure but i'm just gonna call it right now 20 bucks on the table hmm.
1: i'm not i'm not betting
0: I, i'm not betting man either but Metaphorical $20.
1: Okay, I'll bet you a medical 24 sure.
0: I'm sorry, I don't accept medical $24, I, mean, I accept metaphorical Look,
1: man, 24. I'm tired. Okay. I'll pay you 48. a medical bill, I don't know. Forty-eight.
0: Duncan cussed under his breath at the sound of the gunfire coming from the two stories below. Not now, why'd it have to be now? He cocked his pistol, gazing up at the helicopter that was about to land on the roof. We're so darn close. Jasper, shoot anything that comes from that door. Duncan pointed to the green door that opened to the floor below them. That, this is it, buddy. It's just you and me now. We can finish this. We can get out of here alive. Duncan could hear the screeches of the creatures, but strangely enough, they were only coming from down below the fourth floor, not at the second floor, where he had heard the gunfire come from. Duncan peered over the ledge, looking down at the creatures below. Sure enough, they were still aligned with the gas cloud, about four stories down. Perhaps the scout had made its way up and smashed its way through the window, getting to the top before the rest to see what challenges faced them at the roof. He hadn't heard it, though Duncan was sure that, they, that he would have heard it if it if it had killed Will. Movement caught the corner of Duncan's eyes, and he turned to see Jasper's, Jasper lower his gun and back up, hands raised as if it, in surrender. Duncan followed his gaze. Looking at the door that Jasper was supposed to be safeguarding, out from below came not a creature, but a human. It was Raven. Duncan shook his head in disbelief. What? How? Will killed you? How? Duncan gritted his teeth. I guess that if you want it. <laughs> I guess that if I want a job Don right, I have to do it myself, won't I? He aimed the pistol right at Raven's blood soaked t shirt. Wait! Jasper stood in the way of Duncan, preventing him from getting a clear shot. What are you doing, Jasper? Move! Duncan demanded. No. Hasn't had enough bloodshed yet? We now have a chance to right our wrongs and take her with us. She murdered Will. Look! Duncan pointed to her crude axe, which was splattered with flesh blood, fresh blood. Are you just gonna forget the fact that he literally kicked her out of the window? Between gritted teeth, Duncan answered. Move unless you want a bullet too. Jasper's feet stayed planted. The helicopter descended from up above, slowly nearing its landing zone. The gas cloud slowly rose, the creatures inside becoming bloodthirsty as they screeched. Raven tensed up, expecting a volley of 9mm rounds to pass through Jasper's torso and enter hers. Duncan's finger rested on the trigger, but he didn't fire. Instead, he lifted the gun and brought it down on Jasper, hard. Jasper barely had time to raise his elbow to block before the gun slammed into it. Several shots sprayed into the air... As a result of a misfire, a single bullet cutting into the fuel tank of the chopper up above. The helicopter began leaking fuel, the precious gas dripping away onto the rooftop and forming a large puddle. The the pilot pulled the joystick hard left, narrowly avoiding several other shots that flew through the air. Jasper struggled to keep his arm up under the weight of the gun, but Duncan was stronger. With his free hand, Duncan knocked the wind out of Jasper with a gut punch. Jasper toppled to the ground, wheezing for air. Before Duncan could do anything else, the paper-cutter blade sliced through his pants, cutting into the back of his leg. He fell to one knee with a howl, twisting to shoot at Raven. He squeezed several shots off as he twisted his arm back, and Raven pulled to the right to avoid the bullets, dropping her axe in the process. Duncan stood shakily, still groaning, and pulled out the shank that he had made from scissors. He charged at Raven, shank lifted above his head. She dodged to the left, and she and as he brought it down, managing to avoid the swing. However, Duncan body slammed Raven backwards, sending her flying a good three feet backward. She landed with a thump, clutching her side. Runkin exchanged magazines in his pistol, reloading quickly. He cocked the gun and pointed it at Raven's head. There was no way he could miss now. All of a sudden, Jasper burst through the air from the side. He jumped in the way of the bullets as Duncan shot, taking three directly into the chest, Duncan took a step back, dazed, and shook, but Raven didn't hesitate. She raised a foot and kicked at his bleeding ankle, and he shouted and stumbled back. He he ambled ambled backwards, hunched over and clutching his leg. He slipped on the puddle of glass, landing dead in the center of it. Gas, sorry, not glass. Raven's eyes locked on the flare, still ignited on the ground, and scrambled desperately toward it. Duncan managed to get up again, gasling soaking his back. He fired a shot at Raven just as she dove for the flight, and it skimmed her knee. He fired again, missing this time, just as she clutched the burning flare. Raven threw it sideways awkwardly toward the puddle of gas. It ignited. Duncan screamed as fire crawled up his back, stumbling awkwardly towards Raven just like a zombie. He reached toward her, his eyes filled with rage, just mere feet away. Two shots echoed through the rooftops, and Duncan's corpse toppled over to the ground just in front of Raven. Raven turned to see Jasper, pistol held weakly in his hand, bleeding out of the three wounds on his chest. Raven got up, circling around and flaming gas puddle in Duncan's body to tend to Jasper, but he was gone by the time she got to him. The helicopter hovered up, high, uh, up above, leaking a few drops of fuel. It settled down on the rooftop, and the pilot exited a pistol drawn and ready. He left the rotors on, not even minding to shut his door. What the heck just happened? He demanded. Raven remembered the creature scaling the building. They were probably a few feet from the top most. Raven could hear their bone-chilling screeches drawing closer and closer. I think it'd be best if I explained that on the helicopter ride, Raven said, a hint of panic in her voice. The pilot understood, offering her his empty co-pilot seat. She hopped in and he followed suit, taking off as fast as he could a white figure pulled itself over the ledge of the roof, getting on all fours and bounding towards the copter. The landing gear of the helicopter rose just above its reach as it flew away. The pilot gained at altitude and began flying south. He checked the fuel level, and kept the helicopter flying in a little bit a little bit tilted in a way so that so that not as much fuel would leak out of the hole. Now, you better have one heck of a story for me. It's gonna be a long ride, and let's pray it isn't cut short by the lossage of fuel. Raven sighed, rubbed her sweaty head, and began. "Holy freaking smokes! That was an awesome chapter. That was a that was that was a good Raven chapter. That the, her her end, her end. Oh yeah. Okay, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sure. First of all, you said you said the you said the word that's not supposed to be said in a book like this. You said zombie.
1: Like a zombie, you know." How well, like stumbling for like a what? Replace There's the There's one
0: zombie. written rule in the zombie book: you but, never mention the word zombie.
1: Hey, I didn't mention it and refer to gone a zombie. all this way. I didn't. I feel like okay. I feel like the word zombie is it's gotta be in here somewhere. Actually, I can check. Hold on.
0: I, it's not
1: zombie. Uh, one of five. Okay, hold up. There's that one.
0: There's five.
1: Okay, if you go to a... this is What chapter is this? This is page 43. Uh, I mean, you don't... I mean, don't you think these creatures are kind of like zombies? Said Sly. Oh, you I wrote guess, it first, dang buddy. It,
0: dang it, dang it.
1: Dang zombies it, okay. don't and won't ever exist. Yeah, yeah that debate, right, that right. whole ethical debate they yeah, had that right, was super right, fun right.
0: to read. Dang, that was a... Holy smokes, that was a, that was a, that was an intense chapter. That was, like, oh, yeah. action after action. Oh, my goodness.
1: wanted to, I was like, how do I, because it's just they shoot each other. Maybe the ICCs get involved. I don't know. I want this to be a human-v-human human fight. How do I make it interesting, ooh, gas puddle from the helicopter? I was thinking rotor blades, maybe. He gets pushed into thinking, the rotor actually, blades. I was thinking,
0: how the heck is he going to fly away with all that gas? Because like, he's in a puddle.
1: Yeah. And I actually thought of that, but yeah, no, a puddle, yeah, way too much gas.
0: You and... could have made it like that. Um, what happened was that like, um, the ICCs like jumped over and ended up like, like I don't know, killing them both, and that's just an unhappy ending. I don't know, but that's just no raving. It's my a happy writing. ending. That's okay, how I like baby. That's fair. That's fair. But I was speaking of happy endings. I was gonna we're do a, the ending.
1: I was gonna do. I was gonna do a whole, like. Raven talks to Jasper thing but I was like I don't care and then I just was like no he's dead so yeah it was gonna Uh-oh. be like a like he coughs up blood and he's like Is before I go dude Tell like, my- I love her yeah exactly that sort of thing and then I was like no he doesn't need it
0: hands off Mike. interesting
1: they have been they are touching the table though he got me
0: um right. so that's int- I like lo- I love that chapter that was a really good chapter
1: oh yeah I you're you're so a good too.
0: writer. You're a good writer.
1: I was. I don't write nearly as much.
0: I miss though. the man you used to be.
1: Me too. Me too.
0: That's the next. Of my, the next. That's the name of my next film. The man you used to be.
1: That's pretty good. I keep like that. In that, the right? old brain box. I'm gonna keep that in the brain Actually, box. Let me write pencil? that down real
0: quick, so I don't forget that. I'm
1: writing it down first. If I write it down first, I get to keep it, right? Shoot. Where's it? I don't have. I don't I have anything down. to write. God. Well, you typed it. You didn't write it. I can't see that. I can't see that. It's too bright. Dude,
0: why is it so? Hold on. Maybe I have to put down the brightness.
1: No. You don't have to. We can just continue. You
0: see that? You can't even
1: deny and that. I can barely make it out. The the mom you useful for the man be. The man you used, to, man be. used Dang, to be. I can read it. All right. Got it.
0: Now it's mine. <sighs> Anyways. I hate how that's man how copyright be, works. Your writing. Your writing's good. Now we're at the end of your writing. In the last two chapters of our book.
1: I think this is your writing, so it's going to be my reading.
0: <laughs> We've made it so far.
1: We really have. It's truly been Let's a Let's
0: finish this out strong.
1: Oh, yeah. Strong. Going to flex as I Take read Take it
0: away, it. Oliver.
1: Okay. Chapter 49. Uh, mind you, there are 50 chapters, so this truly is like almost the end. And maybe, maybe there's, a, an and there's an epilogue. Yeah, so, uh, you know. Anyway, last two chapters, though, OK. Uh, okay. The ramp of the plane went down the bright light waking. The ramp of the plane went down, the bright light waking everyone asleep. The blast of cold air made everyone begin to shiver. OK, follow us. We're going to lead you all to camp. This camp is medical supplies and freedom from the virus. The two men with guns motioned for us to, for us to follow. What's what's this shift in point of view all of a sudden? Okay, I
0: don't, I don't know. I don't
1: know. I don't know. Everyone slowly stood up, and soon a wave of people were walking towards the exit. Once everyone was out of the ramp, was out, and the ramp closed. The two men led the group to a tight, narrow, barely visible, to a tight, narrow, barely visible because of the snow. The snow was freezing and seeped into shoes, making people shiver even more. The minutes of walking felt like hours. Everyone was cold, exhausted, and starving. Once the entrance of the camp was reached, there were two people with frostbite. The frostbitten people were brought to a small house and treated. Rex, Key, or, uh, Rex Kai, and the rest of the people were led to a, large, to a large house with a thick metal door blocking the entrance. The inside was bland. The, the walls were gray, and a set of bunk beds were against the walls. Everyone took a bed, and those who didn't get one were led to another house with the same inside. Rex and Key and Rex and Kai found a stop it. Rex and Kai found a bunk and Rex took the top one and Kai took the bottom. Rex climbed up and laid down, taking a second to finally rest. He noticed vents on the ceiling blowing in warm air Rex Rex looked over high bunker and saw Rex looked over from the high bunker and saw Kai looking back up at him. Looking up back at him. Thank you. Rex was confused. For what? Everything. She smiled and went back to laying down. Rex closed his eyes and quickly fell fast asleep. And this time, stayed asleep. Did he die? No.
0: No, there's still another chapter. Okay. But, um... Yeah, no. This is the this is the, actually the final chapter. We don't. I don't count the epilogue as a chapter. So this is the last chapter.
1: I think it's multiple epilogues, sort of, kind of technically. Is it? I don't know. I I might have crammed two or three in there. I'm not sure. Uh, you
0: probably did. That's like you. That's a you thing.
1: So. That is a me thing. I gotta stop being a me.
0: Chapter fifty, the final chapter. Transition's
1: easy. Speaking of Rex, this is the Rex chapter. All right, go.
0: Boom. Two Rex chapters in a row? Wow. Jeez, I don't know. Dude, the Raven fans are so sad. Madness. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> Chapter 50. <sighs> Hours later, after Rex fell asleep, he finally awoke and walked to the nearest window. He looked on over a small cliff, admir- admiring the shining, beautiful um, sun that slightly dipped below the frozen, fluffy white ground. His mind raced with past recent events. The deaths he witnessed, he imagined how some happened. He wished that this was all a dream. He wished it was. He shook his head. Nothing he thought of could make him feel better. One of his questions he wasn't able to ask at the time was why the army had shown up. He was going to ask Sly, but there was never a good time to ask. The crazy part was that the army had shown up just at the right time. What a coincidence, he thought. Rex again looked over the cliff, he stared into the sun. Still, he wished for a new start, one without this virus, one without death or violence. But in today's world, both of those things have become part of everyday life, and saddened Rex. He felt a feeling, a feeling that this monstrous virus would never go away, that far in the future, it would still be alive, killing and transforming lives, not in a good way. He pulled his gun out of his pocket and pulled back the hammer. He aimed it up under his chin and listened. The cold wind blew past his ears. Stop! He heard a yell behind him, then more, voices telling him to put down the gun, to suffer through this horrible, unsafe world. He ignored the screams to stop. He closed his eyes and smiled. He would be free, he would no longer be part of this frightening world. Not anymore. He placed his index finger on the cold trigger and pressed down. The people trying to stop him, only inches away, stopped in their tracks as he pulled the trigger. A loud, deafening sound followed, after the body of Rex fell limp and over the cliff. He had taken his life to prevent from any further pain. He did he didn't want to be infected. He did not want to be part of this contaminated world any longer. For those who can't see or oh, what nobody can see, Oliver's currently crying.
1: I, no, I'm like laughing. You, why? <laughs> There's like no one even to kill him and still still this character I know, of yours I know dies. I wanted, to kill
0: him. I wanted him dead because it was like, now I have all my characters dead.
1: All your ducks in a row. Oh yeah. All, hey. All loose ends tied, man. Just it, kill everybody. Me
0: too, man. was depressed, bro. That's,
1: well, that's, oh, that's a rough last chapter.
0: Yeah. It was
1: like starting off like, dang, he's just sort of looking at the world. It's sad in Rex, you know? It's transforming lives. He pulled his gun out of his pocket and pulled back the hammer and aimed up under his chin. and Like, whoa.
0: That escalated. Whoa. Quick.
1: Yeah, he's like, man, I'm <laughs> <That's> sad. <related. laughs> All right. But remember how, he said, he, he, remember how I
0: said he—he remember how you said, okay, now keep this in mind with the next chapter for those yeah. listening. He said how it was really convenient that the army showed up just at the right time. Like, keep yeah. that in mind when we read the epilogue, the final part to this book. Keep that in mind.
1: I think it does sort of fit, I guess. But man, it, that's sad. It,
0: it, it does, but it is sad. I Rex shipped. Was cool.
1: I shipped kayak kayak, kayak Dude, she's wreck. gonna wake up and she's gonna be like, dang. He's dead. Yeah. Dude. I mean, she might as well just kill herself now, too. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, she might as well, right? Raven might as well just, like, crash the
1: helicopter. Maybe it did. Who knows?
0: Maybe that was all just a dream and actually somebody wakes up.
1: Yeah. And then Raven woke up and then cracked her back and was like, man, what a weird... I was witnessing other people's perspectives. Nothing made sense. No plot structure. Everyone died. Man.
0: It's okay. All All right. All right. Finish this out strong.
1: Back to work... With my boss named Trek. Anyway, no, yeah.
0: Stop touching, Mike.
1: Speaking of Trek, Star Trek. um,
0: Oh, that actually rhymes with Trek.
1: No, I have a guy named uh, Jean antoine but like Jean is the name of a guy from Star Trek, or like Jean Luc Picard. Like anyway. Okay, continue.
0: Finish out strong, the epilogue.
1: Okay. Go. I got to fart first. Quality content. I'm sorry, guys. We're tired. It is currently, like, almost 12 at night.
0: It is currently 1147.
1: It is currently almost tomorrow.
0: Okay, now finish this out.
1: Hold up. Uh, okay, I accidentally, I'm... Uh, okay. Grabbing his vintage pipe, General Jean-Antoine Luca sat down... What a name, by the way. Jean-Antoine Luca sat down in his folding chair to smoke he never did so on a daily basis and sometimes he would go months at a time without ever without ever putting a pipe to his mouth it was bad for his lungs and so he wanted his men not to not to be and so he wanted all of his men to not be ruining their breath their breathing oh boy man i'm tired okay it was bad on the lungs so he wanted all of his men not to be ruining their breathing besides smoking was prohibited in the camp one of the rules he himself had put into place. He would hate to show a bad example to his men and officers, so he had chosen this particular night to stray a half-mile from the camp and take a drag. Loading a small amount of tobacco into his pipe, he united the side with the carb, of the carb with his waterproof Zippo lighter. Normally, he would only smoke to calm himself down or help himself go to sleep. Tonight, however, it wasn't nightmares from past wars, ankle pain, or anger at the loss of an engagement that had caused him to seek refreshment from his pipe. Instead, he was smoking because something was troubling him. Ever since Apex had arrived in Yemen, the test results for Serum R had been improving at a steady rate, each yielding results better than that of the last. At at least, that's what the scientists had reported to him. They claimed that they had managed to improve the substance each time, managing to make it more resistant to most warm and most moist climates than any cure produced for it. The only problems problems that they needed to solve now were how to make it transmittable through air and resistant to cold weather. The scientists were making excellent progress on the substance, they had said, and that he would be expecting a fully operational biological weapon by March. They had even gone as far as to say that they would also be able to produce a vaccine by then as well. Now, it was almost February, and all progress seemed to be at a dead halt. When the general had inquired how the progress had been early in the morning, he hadn't received any information. They claimed that they hadn't received any information from their contacts at all. In his mind, he was debating himself whether or not the scientists actually knew something, or if they were just as clueless as he was. He suspected that they were up to something. They had messed up something along the line and simply didn't want and simply couldn't fix their prototype and have it ready, along with the vaccine by the deadline. Besides, they had told him that the virus was supposed to mutate so that it could be incurable. What's to say that it already mutated into a completely new virus and was beyond fixing now? The general's thought progress was interrupted when, a fa- when he faintly heard someone walking behind him. For a second, he was embarrassed at the thought of having one of his men finding him smoking, participating in an activity that the general himself had ridiculed. But no, he recognized the walking pattern of a cripple. Behind him stood, stood Joel Martin. Dear listeners, you'll remember Joel Martin from a random, like, chapter that didn't seem to fit in the book, but it was sort of shoved in there, and, uh, yeah, he's I like forget, a lawyer I forget or something?
0: completely who Joel Martin is.
1: I think he's like a lawyer, and he's... Talking to guys. Oh was Joel about...
0: Martin the lawyer for um Fraser?
1: Yeah, or something like that, and he's like yeah, talking okay. to the board about progress and I don't know, they get mad at him, I don't know. Anyway, the general turned to greet his friend. Joel, it's been good to see you again. Back so soon from Tokyo? Joel grinned. He was wearing his normal white striped suit and a red tie. Well the board was easy to fool. They hardly have had any evidence against Fraser, and they thought that they could just win with a good lawyer. And? Uh, let's just say... Joel pointed to himself. We had a better one. The general smiled. Finally, some good news. My, my week's been a bit rough. First, a patrol lost two men near al Now... And I don't get the test results today. Mr. Frazier didn't send the test results? Well, I don't really know. But I think that my scientists are withholding something important from me. Joel unloaded his own folding chair, putting it right next to Jean's and plopping down in it. Uh, What do you mean? They Didn't give me any new information regarding the serum earlier today maybe they just don't ha- didn't get the report from that Fraser guy yet the general frowned maybe but i'm sure that there's more to it than that hmm i've had a couple of rough people in my life who've lied to me but they never get to keep it going for long you see there's always a chance that you're going to figure out figure it out on accident or something so in the end they're left with three choices a They'll make something up, but that never works out. B, they could tell you the truth straight straight away. C's the easiest, though, because all you gotta do is apply a little pressure and find out what you need to know. Joel Martin stood up, refolding his chair again. I'll tell you what, since I'll be staying around for a few nights, I'll pry at these little pesky scientists for you and see why they aren't giving you them results. I'll do it separately, so if they tell different stories we'll know it's up. a deal. Joel stuck out his hand. The general t- looked up and looked up at him and took it. Dear.
0: Now there's this is the part that Oliver does the classic thing. He writes two epilogues. So there's another epilogue after this epilogue that I can read. So, if that's okay with you.
1: Also, well, have you scrolled? No, it's the second one. Yeah, there's only two, ladies and gentlemen, so don't worry. I'm sort of annoyed that this is being stolen from me. The last chapter... I feel like, Edmund, you read the first and the last chapter It's being stolen. Well, no, I'll listen. I don't want to read it anymore. I'm tired. Okay.
0: Okay, I'll read it. (laughs) U.S. Navy Admiral Cliff Warwick sat down at the briefing table, taking a seat between his Vice Admiral, Brandon Kendricks, and his Rear Admiral, Ryan Rogers. What do you have for us? The Commodore typed away at his laptop, speaking as he went. We are all about to see... Is a mixture of satellite images, drone surveillance footage, police dash cam footage, as well as civilian recordings of the events earlier today and yesterday in New York City. All of it is classified. You are not to speak during the presentation. Save all the various questions I know that you all have uh, for the last hour we'll get to discuss. If any of you mention a word of this to anyone, including each other, whether you are uh, not inside the room, you will be given an immediate court material martial and be detained for a several month period. I was briefed on this alongside the president yesterday night and have been given complete authority over your ships by the commander in chief himself. I am to make sure that you do as he and his officers ordered me. Understood? All three of the men at the table nodded. Good. I shall swear you all to secrecy after I show you the following footage and images. We will meet here every day at 0300 so that I may keep you updated. But well, other than that, there will be no speaking of this whatsoever. The commodore turned the laptop around, clicking something before he before he did. The image on the screen showed a satellite image of New York, but with a small cloud forming down at street level in the middle of the city. This photograph was taken at 1227 in the evening yesterday. Enhanced, the camera screen zoomed in on the glass cu- on the gas cloud this is the epicenter of what we've codenamed the haze currently it has spread all across new york city and is covering almost all the buildings below 300 feet thanks to a quick warning from the NYPD mostly everyone has been evacuated but the disease uh, struck quickly next image the laptop now displayed a newer uh, satellite image one showing uh, the gas spread throughout the whole city of the new- of the, the gas spread throughout the whole of the city the haze has managed to cover the whole of NYC by now. And an estimated 708,000 people were infected before they could get out. Next image. The screen now displayed a blurred photo of an ugly white creature. The camera angle was tilted to the side, and the creature's claw looked like it was just about to end whoever was holding the camera. This ugly little monster is what we call an ICC. They randomly started appearing in New York about a day ago started attacking civilians and infecting them from what we know they spread their virus through direct contact using their spikes our specialists have classified them as a type of rabies they have been mutated further but we haven't found out what has even caused the whole epidemic apparently their bones expand out through them their skin hardens and they lose their minds while some die during transformation most live on as mishappened mutants Sometimes small rounds can't penetrate through their thick skin and bones, but a double tap usually works on them any day. The gas we call the haze appeared a couple hours after the first recorded ICCs um, and began infecting people as well. Usually people infected through touch have a higher transformation mortality rate than those infected by the haze. Gas masks serve to clear out a majority of the gas when you breathe it in, but whole squads have been wiped out because the masks can't stop all the particles from getting in. Right now, Wearing an oxygen tank is our safest bet. Next video, play. The laptop screen now displayed a video captured on a phone from a civilian inside a restaurant. Several National Guard personnel were blasting away toward a cloud of gas, in which was a horde of white and ugly creatures. One pulled the pin on a drag grenade, lobbing it towards the horde. Currently, our National Guard has taken an estimated 400 casualties. Only 57 of them were wounds. The rest were either MIA or KIA. We are st- we still got people inside the city itself, but most are off comms and aren't reporting in. We're waiting for a response from our individual soldiers before we announce them MIA. We're withdrawn troops to the borders of the city to hold off the infected, but we have no way to contain the haze. It just keeps spreading. Next video. Police dash- uh, dashboard camera footage started up on the screen. The camera was recording from the inside of the gas cloud and a civilian stumbled by seemingly fine. Certain people do not seem affected by the disease. We're not sure whether they are only fine only temporarily or if they are fully immune. Our best people can't even figure it out. These very people may be our best bet at saving the whole state in New York. The Commodore sighed. But we haven't even managed to get one out of the city yet. The Commodore stared at the floor. A few seconds before looking up again. Next video. A photo of a blurry object above New York came into view. The object looked like a giant ball, but something seemed odd about it. Not the object itself, but the surroundings. A shape seemed to surround it, yet nothing seemed to. There was a sort of outline around the ball, but the area between the outline and the ball was transparent. The men gasped. The men gaped. The men gaped. This here, gentlemen, is UAP 81265. There really is no rundown that I can give you on this thing. We have no clue what it is. Our radar didn't even get a ping off it. Play video. The image jumped to life, showing the ball moving through the air slowly. It didn't roll, but instead just flew forward. The ball froze for a second, turned a glowy light blue, then disappeared altogether. This thing was spotted just a few hours after the haze appeared in New York. Doesn't have a heat source an origin, or any resemblance to anything U.S. intelligence has ever spotted. For all we know, it causes this whole mess in New York, gentlemen. We may be dealing we may be dealing with extraterrestrials. And that is how we tie in zombies with aliens. And this whole time, possibly we're not, I'm not going to say because I'll let the audience decide, but Trek may have been right.
1: Trek, yeah. Yeah. Do
0: you know how funny it would have been if Trek was actually one of the military guys?
1: yep the whole time yeah he just got hit by a brick a little bit and that changed yeah just That's changed strange. him in. or no but what Trekle, do you think i think Trekle's i think watching. that was a
0: great ending of that epilogue
1: uh i mean yeah it was pretty decent i mean it pretty much the second one was just a they were both lore dumps okay but the second one just rehashed yeah. everything and was like this is these are the rules guys uh it's all broken down here uh this Basically, is how it yeah. all makes sense and works. And then at the end, I was like, a bonus treat, aliens. But mm-hmm. I said aliens, maybe. We yeah, may we're not,
0: well. We're not going to make the decision for the audience because honestly, I don't even know for myself. The... But
1: he says, gentlemen, we may, may... well be dealing with extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. It could be a human spaceship thing or maybe not even a spaceship. It could be true. Who knows? It could. Trek. Yeah.
0: If we made a sequel, we could have discussed this. But he
1: transformed oh, wow. into a giant ball with a. He's a mm-hmm. chip man.
0: Mm-hmm. Who wow. knows? Maybe the vi- the aliens actually like developed a, like this virus, and that's where that came from. Um, True. Who knows?
1: They dropped it as a bioweapon, or maybe it is the bioweapon developed. Maybe <gasps> by... it is
0: a bioweapon that they did develop, and that's what they're hiding. Yeah. There's so many possible endings.
1: And why the size scientists not get back to them well maybe they're dead or something or maybe like who knows
0: maybe one of them was working for fraser
1: (gasps) oh is not fraser working for
0: oh that same thing yeah but this was a long um uh this is a long uh episode um oh yeah this is i think because it's our last and we actually finished the book i'm considering either I was thinking first of splitting him up and making two parts sure. but now that I'm thinking because of this final I might make it like a 2 hour special but we'll see. Don't um, you dare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't, know. don't. We'll see. let I'll someone. See we'll find out. Sit through all of this. You do the work, gosh darn it. You sit through this and you slice it up into chunks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I will. But this was an enjoyable episode. I enjoyed it. we uh, we were able to finish the book so it's it's kind of um nice but it's also kind of A little sad that it was, like, I mean, it was great to look back at our work, though, you know?
1: Dude, I'm genuinely, like, sad about Rex dying and stuff. It's (laughs) You made me have some emotional connection to a character that died finally. I mean, Sly and, like, Jim, I was like, whoa, they died because they were, like, supposedly main characters a little bit. Like, you would set them up like that. But Rex, he was a main character, but it's like he had things going on. He had personality. I don't know, and then it's just like he's thinking about it a second, and then he just shoots himself, and I was like,
0: "Whoa!" And yeah,
1: it's so I don't know saddest death in my opinion
0: it w- it was pretty sad, you know, yeah, you seen know actually, chat. I've sent the chat for 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 Rex, hmm. um, but you know of all the things I had what was your favorite chapter chapter do you have one?
1: Ooh, good question, maybe one of the or even chapters, maybe the one couple ones before the big fight that you said that was a good chapter, like, right after we read it. I forgot which one that was, but that was a Raven chapter. I wrote it. I'm proud of it. Nice.
0: Raven chapters are good.
1: No, but, I mean, you did produce a lot. You wrote a ton we of chapters, did. and it was... well. Oh, okay, I produced them. it was just, I feel like you're the quantity man. I'm the quality man. Like, no offense, yeah. but you wrote most of the book, so uh, if you want credit for like
0: i'll take credit where credit is due
1: yeah to to who the credit goes for um this like podcast mini series going on this long it's you uh you're the one who that pretty much uh is why that i'm here and it's thursday now because it's thursday yeah, it's we it
0: Thursday. We've, we we yeah. a 24 hour podcast oh yeah oh we're yeah we're mr beast now
1: dude we're gamers
0: Speaking of 24 hours, I think this is a good time to end the episode. Sure. I was really glad that I was able to write this book since fifth grade. And we actually just finished, I believe, was it freshman year we finished at high school?
1: Freshman or eighth grade.
0: One of those. But I'm happy that we did that. And now looking back to read it, enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty fun.
1: I might just go through and read it other times when I like feel bored. I'm like, man, remember that book I wrote. and then... I'm
0: definitely going to show my kids if I ever have any.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I'll be like, guess what your dad did. I wrote a book. Mean this guy wrote a book. And think he be like, Dad, this is terrible. They'd
1: be like, Shut up, what are you writing?
0: And they can't even be like, Dad, we don't even read physical copies. It's like boom. I have a physical and I have an ebook.
1: I have a hologram copy, my guy.
0: I think one of my friends actually posted this on Amazon books.
1: Yeah. I think yeah, I think he let me know about that and I was terrified, but I, then I realized, oh, nobody cares.
0: This nobody is fine, cares, nobody cares. But it's on there.
1: But yeah. Is, I
0: think it was ninety nine cents.
1: That's terrifying. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: think anybody bought it though.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'll go and maybe I'll try and find it, and maybe I'll try and buy uh buy it. Okay. I'll give you a weak, loose promise right there because
0: contribute to your own. Um,
1: if I could get a paperback of this, oh man, or no, is it just I digital?
0: Can, I can print one. Out. I had one and I lost it, so I could print one out. It just take a while. Mm
1: yeah 142 pages dang
0: the longest book I've ever written
1: oh yeah for sure me too the
0: only book I've ever written either
1: yeah well shortest book I've written you know you it's know. Obviously
0: an accomplishment to a certain degree you know it makes oh. me feel accomplished that I actually wrote somewhat I wrote an old fellow, that's what they're called
1: well yeah I mean like for life there's just like a bunch of pretty basic things that you could just call like a basic bucket list that people accomplish and writing a book i mean that's certainly one people don't get like the majority of people haven't written books and so here we are in the minority we're the cool kids
0: that's facts exactly yeah so i I was pretty satisfying to look back at our work and see the funny parts the cool parts whatever but i have nothing else to say but otherwise and that was a that was a fun time i hope you guys uh, listening enjoyed this limited run series of reading back at our childhood book that we wrote and i hope you guys had some fun with it i was told by some people that when the first episode was released uh, they enjoyed it so hopefully when this is released eventually um for the public for everybody um that they will enjoy the rest of the series as well um but this is i believe part five um or, or part six five and six i haven't decided yet but we'll see but um i had a lot of fun reading this and uh thank you for reading and joining the show
1: sure Anytime, whenever you wanna have me on for some bull crap. If you wanna write another book just so we can do commentary on it and be like, Man, remember that book that we wrote a week ago? This is what we <laughs> were thinking then. I don't know. Yeah. I'm hey, I'm always doing nothing. So if you need something to do, then I will proudly say I'm a friend of the show and be able to hop on and record.
0: All right. Love being here. All right here. guys. Thank you for listening. And make sure to check back with um I'll try to get back to doing weekly podcast episodes. Probably won't happen. Probably have a fallout again, but I'll try to make more podcasts. So keep an eye out uh, for those podcasts on our regular channel. And uh actually before we close, I forgot I have to do this because this is the Patreon. So I have to thank our Patreons uh that joined um uh that joined our uh that joined our Patreon. Um, So we have two uh, subscribers on our Patreon as far as I know right now, and it's uh, Niels Bohr and B-Boy Bobby. Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon to hear this exclusive content that we put a lot of effort into, that I put a lot of effort into editing and uh, uploading for you guys. So so thank you so much for that. And uh, this will be, uh, so far, the last uh, bit of content on the Patreon for a while. Um, So I don't know when it's going to be more content, but this is uh, the beginning and there will be more to come eventually. But so far... They will probably have a few months break, um, and then we'll release more content for the Patreon. So far, this will be the last uh, bit of uh, content Patreon, a Patreon content. But otherwise, you can enjoy regular content on our podcast page on Apple uh, Music or Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and all this. Excuse me, I am tired. It is late. It is twelve a.m. So I was. uh, That's it, and goodbye.